Can everybody hear me at the back? Good morning and uh, shortly to be good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to uh, our Thursday SACPA session. And um, fabulous to see such a wonderful crowd out here today. Um, just a quick reminder for this session that uh, if you have a cell phone with you, please turn it off to avoid disruptions. Um, and I'd just like to introduce myself. I'm the moderator today. My name is Mike Spencer. I'm extremely uh, proud to be and uh, proud to be uh, asked to do this event today. Um, this session will be recorded. Uh, so Shaw Cable is over to our to my right here, recording the show. Uh, just a reminder, some uh, some kind of uh, technical items. Uh, just a reminder that uh, lunch today is eleven dollars, and there's a basket on your table. And please put uh, put the money in the basket and. Um, Maybe have somebody just check and uh, make sure the correct amount is in there for Country Kitchen Caters. And um, just a, in terms of the housekeeping of today's event, uh, it'll be broken down into three parts. Uh, the first session will be about a 30-minute presentation by our presenter today. And then following that, we'll be having lunch. And uh, then there'll be time set aside for questions as well. So we should be wrapped up by about 1.30. Um, and as I said, we are extremely uh, excited to have our presenter here today. Um, and uh, it's with great excitement that we have her here because uh, back in May, uh, the government uh, has been refreshed. We have uh, after, <laughs> I think that's always the case with new government. Um, after 44 years of the Conservative government, um, the NDP government was elected on uh, May 5th, and uh, um, our presenter today will be Shannon, the Honourable Shannon Phillips. She's the MLA for Lethbridge West. She is Minister of Environment and Parks and Minister Responsible for the Status of Women. She also serves as Deputy Government House Leader. And the topic today will be turning the ship of government around. Please welcome the Honourable Shannon Phillips, MLA. Well, good afternoon, and it's uh, it's great to see such a, a fantastic crowd uh, for this event. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Of course, we are on uh, Treaty 7 territory, and uh, uh, it's important to recognize that because we are all treaty people. Um, it's uh, uh, great to be able to speak to you here today. I uh, want to take a, a moment to uh, recognize the importance of SACPA as an institution in uh, southern Alberta and, of course, in this city. But I think SACPA is, uh, is a model for en engaged citizenship for all of Alberta. It is unique. Uh, we do not see a council on public affairs uh, anywhere else in the province like we see here in Lethbridge. It is one of the, it was always, um, when I moved here, one of the ways that I would describe to people outside the city that uh, Lethbridge is far more progressive than anyone gives it credit for. And, uh, and, and, and SACPA was always one of those reasons. Uh, I think we would be remiss if we didn't recognize the founding efforts of Gordon and Sylvia Campbell uh, uh, for this institution and all they did for this city, all they did for the New Democrats, for the Friends of Medicare, for this council, for the university, 
Uh, Sylvia even ran in the 80s. She darn near won. Did you know that? She came close And uh, in, the, in the 80s. And, uh, you know, uh, what we have uh, in SACPA is a very special anchor for citizenship in this province. And so for so many years when uh, we, everyone would you know, complain about how Albertans were, you know, had the lowest voter turnout or how, you know, Albertans were disengaged or they were uh, uh, laboring under a one-party state. Uh, institutions like this put a lie to that claim, and so did May 5th, by the way. So it, uh, it feels like only a very few weeks ago that we were standing on the steps of the legislature being sworn into cabinet. It's about uh, six months ago when 8,000 Albertans joined us. Uh, to be sworn in and uh, you know since that day we have rolled up our sleeves and got to work making life better for families. Um, uh, of course there are the large initiatives that we undertook within three, year, three weeks of being uh, sworn into cabinet which was we restored critical funding to school boards so students weren't forced into overcrowded and under-resourced schools in September. We proposed tuition supporting our post-secondary students. We restored health care funding. We also introduced as our first act Bill 1 which banned political donations from corporations and unions. Because as my friend Gary Dewar, uh, the uh, soon-to-be-retiring uh, ambassador to the United uh, States, but also former premier of Manitoba, and I would argue uh, the most successful NDP premier since Tommy Douglas, once said when he banned corporate and union donations that the Safeway worker will never have as much money as Safeway. But it is only the Safeway worker who votes. So my uh, entire adult life has been in the pursuit of a uh, goal of electing an NDP government in Alberta. I didn't really know that that was my goal for uh, some time. Uh, and uh, I, I think that many of us uh, had as a goal electing a few, a handful of NDP opposition MLAs. But as uh, uh, 2015 dawned uh, and uh, uh, the months uh, went on into February and March, it seemed increasingly likely that we would form uh, our lifelong goal and the lifelong goal shared by so many social democrats in this province. And, uh, you know, uh, the call from the premier to become a minister was, I think, an important moment. I had to, I, I think, pinch myself and remember what I and so many of you uh, had worked for, which was, you know, it, it was somewhat overwhelming to be handed two portfolios and, uh, and a number of other tasks. but. We had to remind ourselves that we wanted this. We worked for this. This is exactly the work we are now living in the world that we worked so long for. And, uh, you know, I can tell you that without in any, shame, any shame, it sometimes stops me to remember that we, we won. And uh, with that, you have to carry that with you because my, what a, a lot of work did we inherit uh, to get done. Um, so, you know, uh, uh, you know we, we share that past of collective action, many of you in this room, and, and uh, those, those uh, bright north star of uh, progressive values and, and goals for the province. Um, and uh, we share, you know, uh, a history of coalitions, friendships, and strength, uh, particularly in southern Alberta, born out of sometimes adversity. Um, and, uh, but at the same time, that's what has to carry us forward as we look at the reality that faces us here in Alberta. We inherited a collapsed global oil market and a long recovery period. We inherited a large deficit. And uh, so, but despite all of that bad news, I, I can tell you that uh, uh, for all of us uh, I, I, who are in government, both on, in caucus and in cabinet, we hold a simple premise around the table. 
we, we cannot control the price of oil, but we, we can control how we treat one another. I can tell you that as New Democrats, we knew that we had to protect social services, support innovation and diversification, and build capacity and resilience in the economy. We knew that we would be judged by one value that I heard over and over when working with uh, many of the people in this room. We want a government that cares about Albertans. So the Premier uh, uh, set our government priorities, and they are three in this budget. Stable public services for families and communities. Moving our budget towards balance with a clear plan. And creating jobs in a growing and diversified economy. Through that goal, both rural and urban Albertans will flourish. Blue and white collar, agricultural and industrial, women and men will have equal opportunity to share in the benefits of a prosperous and compassionate society. I want to talk a little bit more about what we have accomplished uh, since uh, uh, taking office six months ago. I want to go through uh, a few of, of, of the things that we've done so far. We introduced a plan to increase the minimum wage to $15 an hour by 2019. We raised it by $1 uh, in October. We brought in a more fair personal tax system where those Albertans who can pay afford to pay a little bit more will. In my portfolio, we struck our climate change review panel, tasked with helping us understand the work that Alberta needs to do to take leadership on climate change. That panel is, of course, uh, chaired by Dr. Andrew Leach and contains a number of uh, uh, industry and academic experts on the matter of uh, essentially four pillars. Carbon pricing, uh, uh, coal-fired phase-out, uh, introduction of renewables, and energy efficiency. My counterpart, uh, uh, the Honourable Mark uh, McQuaig-Boyd, the Minister of Energy, struck the Royalty Review Panel, chaired by uh, uh, the CEO of ATB Financial, Dave Mowat, who are examining uh, how Albertan, Alberta's royalty system can deliver for Albertans in a more transparent and fair way. Those are just a few of the examples leading up to the fall budget. I want to give you some more. We uh, increased women's shelter funding by $15 million, uh, allowing women's shelters to invest in things like second stage housing, something they had been waiting for for almost a decade. We increased a, a child, uh, introduced a child supplement and family tax benefit, ensuring that we can take action on the fact that Alberta is one of the most unequal uh, 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 provinces in Canada, where we have uh, uh, lamentable child poverty rates. We reinstituted the STEP program for student employment, something that uh, the, the previous government had inexplicably, uh, uh, with no particular reason, uh, eliminated. We've increased that uh, uh, STEP program and ensuring that municipalities, nonprofits, and others have access to, uh, uh, to a labor force over the summer. And so, quite frankly, young people have a way to start their careers. Uh, one of the first things I did uh, as Environment Minister is I increased uh, out of the Climate Change Emissions Management Fund, which is where the uh, uh, funds for the large industrial emitters of greenhouse gases uh, pay into, we released some extra funding, $2 million, to municipalities to invest in, in uh, retrofits and other uh, uh, ways that they can save their own taxpayers' uh, uh, funding through uh, innovations in, in green technology, creating green jobs. We added up to 400 courses of care in midwifery something that uh, uh, women's, women's and health advocates families had been waiting for uh, for years in this province. 
we uh, made a commitment to in enact the principles of the UN Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous People. We supported the national call for an inquiring into mistering and murdered Indigenous women. We apologized for our role in uh, uh, residential schools on behalf of the provincial government. We created a Department of Status of Women, which is of course ongoing. It's, it's one of uh, uh, the departments for which I am responsible. For the first time in a free of status of men, where before we had four people working on the topic in human services in what is arguably one of the most unequal provinces in Canada. We initiated a review of payday loan outfits to ensure that uh, uh, vulnerable and low-income Albertans are properly protected and consumers have the protections they need. We uh, 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 paused energy leases in sensitive caribou habitat, pending a review of, of uh, how we ensure that this federally listed species does not become extirpated in this province. As environment minister, I took immediate action on ending commercial logging in the castle so that we can protect the headwaters for this city and all through the South Saskatchewan River Basin. We increased green tip funding for Lethbridge, for new buses in, uh, in Lethbridge, ensuring that everyone can get around in this city. We committed to finishing the Trades and Technology Centre at the college. We, be, we committed capital funds to the beginning of the destination project, the new science building at University of Lethbridge. We did this while facing hundreds of millions in emergency spending for both, both uh, drought and forest fires, which contributed significantly to our budgetary pressures. That was in, within weeks of taking office, our cabinet had to deal with those emergencies. So, those are just some of the short things that I could remember on the car ride over here that we have done in six months. We are dealing, though, with serious challenges. It's going to take everyone to steer the province in the right direction. But uh, when times are tough, uh, I, I believe that this is true, and this has been in both the, uh, uh, um, the speech from the throne and the budget. Albertans reach out and help one another. There is a guiding ethic to this province, regardless of who the government is, which is that what we desire for ourselves, we wish for all. And so together we are putting our province on a better path, one that stays true to Albertans' deepest values. That's why we're focusing on maintaining our core funding for those services that we all rely on, ensuring our children have access to quality education, that our healthcare system can provide for us when we need it, and that funding for healthcare is well spent provided in a stable, cautious, and predictable manner. And we also realize that while Albertans are taking a bit more time to manage their finances, we must do same. And that is why we remain committed to returning to a balanced budget. We will get there by being smart about how we run our government. With the excep exception of health, education, human services, and advanced ed, overall spending across other ministries, including mine, is $360 million lower than last year. Across government, we have Im implemented hiring restraint. We have a plan that will control costs and return the budget to balance as the economy recovers. Budget 2015, we believe, shows how we're getting there. It contains our commitment to partnering with job creators to help create good jobs and lasting prosperity for all Albertans. You will see that we are building the infrastructure Alberta needs as our province grows. We have committed to a $34.5 billion capital plan over five years. That includes investing in our transportation system, our schools, and our hospitals. And we have made strategic investments in post-secondary to ensure students in Alberta have access to school and training that they can afford. 
This fall, we also introduced the Fiscal Planning and Transparency Act. We are putting in place Canada's tightest borrowing limits. This new legislation will restrict government borrowing to 15% of GDP. That is, in fact, half of the rest of the provinces. We must make compassionate but firm decisions in order to keep government spending at an average of 2% annually. I know that there are some who have called for massive cuts to balance the books. Those voices seem to imply if you get rid of a few managers in healthcare, everything will be better. The reality is that if one were to impose $2 billion worth of cuts, as was proposed by the opposition in the, uh, in the spring election campaign, that would mean the loss of thousands of frontline healthcare uh, positions. It would mean students go to school in crowded classrooms without the resources they need to succeed. In my department, it would mean massive cuts to environmental enforcement and compliance for our air, land, and water. That is not our plan. We will protect those services in a financially responsible way. Part of that is our commitment to a sustainable and continued return to prosperity. And that includes being good partners and creating stable conditions to ensure Alberta continues to be a great place to do business. It must be a place to start a new business and, turn to, and to turn an idea into a product. Alberta does have incredible advantages. We have outstanding universities. We have a strong manufacturing base. We have a smart, young, and diverse population. Using those advantages to build more resilient economy, including within the energy sector, is key to moving past the old days of boom and bust. It's key to ensuring we have the stability required to keep our public services strong, those services that all of us rely upon, and to supporting all families. So how we did that, one of the things we did in Budget 15 was in, uh, increased our resources to ATB by $1.5 billion. That will help them offer loans on commercial terms. Our budget provides another $50 million over the next two years to Alberta Enterprise Corporation to support access to venture capital for job creators and entrepreneurs so that those great ideas can become startups, launch and become bankable and lead to made in Alberta financial growth and innovation. We also committed to restoring the STEP program, as I mentioned. Through STEP, employers can hire students, which gives, val uh, gives them valuable real world, world experience. I will note that one of those decisions we took was to not uh, uh, hire students into the government or uh, into MLA offices, uh, as had previously been the case. Instead, we've opened up the, pro the program to small business. Albertans have told us that leadership and vision are necessary to build that more resilient economy. The investments I've outlined are part of that, and diversifying our economy must be do are done right, in, and it must be done in a way that respects our environment, which is another key priority for our government. As I mentioned earlier, uh, or earlier this summer, I struck the Climate Change Review Panel. We will be hearing from them within days. When we were elected by the people of Alberta, we made a commitment to take leadership on climate change. In fact, I do believe that that commitment is one of the reasons why we were chose to form, chosen to form government. People wanted to turn the page on years of an envi uh, uh, environmental liability and black eye. Albertans know that we can develop our resources responsibly. We want to be able to tell that story. We don't want to be able to tell it in a way that simply doubles down on a message that doesn't resonate or isn't true. We want to be able to do it, uh, be proud of our environmental record because it is true. So as an immediate first step, one of the uh, things we undertook was we strengthened Alberta's carbon emission regulations and uh, uh, we increased the, uh, the carbon price for, for large industrial emitters, effective 2017. 
giving business uh, a long lead time uh, to plan. This was uh, an initiative that had already been under undertaken and, and negotiated with the previous government, and uh, uh, we made sure that we took it forward. That was a small first step. And so, and updating the previous government's regulation, I don't believe will get us to where we need to go in terms of a, uh, a real and substantive conversation with our, our, our trading partners uh, about our environmental performance here in Alberta. So we move forward with the climate leadership discussions to help our government develop an action plan on climate change. Those discussions, I must uh, uh, report to you, were incredibly productive. The level of conversation about our environmental responsibilities, climate change, evolution of our electricity system, evolution of our, our uh, uh, energy production, was uh, the, the level of conversation improved dramatically, even in the two or three uh, month period of the climate change uh, review panel. We had almost a thousand people attend our uh, uh, open house sessions in, in Edmonton and Calgary. We had just over 500 submissions from individuals, but also from every aspect, every corner of industrial activity in this province provided our government with feedback on how they would like to see our carbon pricing uh, and, uh, and, and environmental policies move forward, in particular carbon pricing. That is a substantial level of engagement and I believe uh, uh, demonstrates a real appetite for all industry, small business and others uh, uh, to take this problem on in a way that is responsible and that can exercise leadership for the rest of the country. So uh, the panel also heard a lot from First Nations. It heard from Métis communities, heard from academics, environmental and non-governmental stakeholders and ordinary Albertans. It was astonishing to me how many ordinary folks want to see their government have a conversation about transition to renewables, want to see us take leadership on matters related to energy efficiency. It was uh, just overwhelming and, uh, and I, I would like to thank all Albertans for their thoughtful uh, engagement in that process. So one of the uh, issues we heard about a lot through the climate leadership discussions was uh, addressing coal-fired power plants and the need to expand our renewable resources. Our government knows that Albertans want our province to become less reliant on coal-fired electricity. It is the right thing to do for the health of our families and our environment. Coal-fired electricity comes with, uh, uh, with it a number of air quality concerns. Air quality concerns that in provinces where they have phased out coal, they no longer have, such as in Ontario. There are markedly fewer smog days in Toronto now after their coal-fired phase-out. We know that the particulate matter generated from coal-fired electricity results in lost productivity. It results in more uh, 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 traffic in our emergency rooms. These are considerable costs to government. And that is why almost every other jurisdiction is, is taking this matter of phasing out coal-fired electricity very seriously. Uh, in Alberta, because we are late to the party on this matter, we burn uh, more coal in this province than they do in the rest of the country combined now. And, uh, you know, we, we just re released the first round of air quality regulations uh, or air quality monitoring reports uh, that are according to a national standard, the Canadian Ambient Air Quality Standards. Um, and uh, uh, other provinces had released theirs. I released ours in, uh, in September. And what it shows is that as our air quality regulations get more stringent, because they are becoming more stringent over time, as, uh, as, as um, 
uh, technology becomes better for uh, industrial processes. Uh, what those show is that in five years' time, if Alberta does nothing now, we will have the worst air quality in Canada. And that is not an acceptable situation, particularly when you look at the health care costs and the fact that health care is the largest driver in our budget. We must take action. And so uh, the commitment that we have made to Albertans is that uh, we, ha we have examined this matter in great detail uh, using a number of experts, a number of technical engagement uh, um, uh, sessions with that uh, industry as well as agriculture, forestry, oil sands and others through the, the climate change process. And uh, in uh, probably 10 days' time, uh, uh, you will uh, uh, see the Premier making uh, uh, our announcements and uh, the, the conclusion of those deliberations with the panel. Somewhere around the 23rd or 24th of November, we will be ready to uh, report to Albertans on that matter. So I've just briefly outlined uh, how our government is showing leadership on climate change, on economic development, diversification. We are focused on stimulating economic growth and building on the backbone of our energy industry. We are focused on protecting and stabilizing public services in a sustainable and prudent way. And we are focused on setting a realistic path to, to a balanced budget. I want to thank you for your support in this community. I want to thank you for all of your years of hard work making progressive change in our uh, uh, community. Um, I want to thank you for your support of Maria and I as uh, we both take on these very daunting jobs uh, uh, at the Alberta Legislature. They take, those jobs take us away from this community far more than I would like. Um, but it is sure nice uh, to be home and to be speaking to such uh, a, a well-attended, thoughtful, uh, uh, and um, engaged SACPA crowd. Thank you.